Blog Talk Radio. I have an emergency. What is your location? Hey, good morning. Indeed, there is not only war for our souls, but a war for our children's souls. And so, Father God, we ask you for mercy. We ask you to strengthen us, to give us wisdom, to make us alert, aware of what goes on, even in our little children's minds, our our teenagers, our uh, adult children, in our grandchildren, how the enemy has come around from behind and the side and below and to to seduce and, and to discourage or to... Uh, pervert the work of the temple of the Most High God, their minds, their hearts, their souls. Father, I pray today that you'd raise up a standard against evil in our lives and in our children's lives so that they will be not ignorant of the enemy's devices, but very aware, and Lord God, that they will be nurtured in you. So we thank you for safety. We thank you for freedom from fear. We thank you for setting us free, Lord God, for saving our souls. We thank you, Lord God, that this thing that we live in down here is too big for us it's too scary too hostile but you are are the promise you've promised us redemption the father pities his children so the lord has pity mercy upon us Lord, i thank you for making a way jesus you are that way lord god to redeem us and cause us to walk in victory and so today lord god give us wisdom give us eyes to see ears to hear and a heart to understand as we receive the testimony of the Most High God and the revelation of your truth through your servants, Father. And we thank you for Karen being with us today. And we thank you, Father, that you give us, uh, that we speak as the oracles of God and give our people ears to hear. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Good morning, Karen. Good morning, Margie. How are you today? Oh, I'm so good. I had such a good rest last night. Oh, cool. Makes such a difference, doesn't it? Getting a good night's sleep. Oh, yeah. Having a nice, comfy bed and, and knowing we're safe. Speaking of that, we're talking about keeping our children safe, and this is part two of uh, what we started last week, and we talked last week about some, um, you know, where to begin and what, you know, uh, how do we know what's best and that sort of thing. Um, I think everybody wants to do that, which is best for their children. We hope so, Margie. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's a good point. Some people don't care. They're not there for their children. But I I thought today we would start out with um, realizing, and and we don't want to, you know, discredit or, or minimize uh, vitamins, supplements, nutrients, you know, food that we eat. And we'll get back to that. Sure. That's what we're going to end it's up with today. Again. Portion of it. But, but <laughs> it's so much more than vitamins. I mean, you can give your kids, well, it's like more than gifts. You can give your kids gifts, vitamins, and still not give them what they really are looking for. And that's love and protection, assurance and safety. And so um, though the vitamins are important and getting good ones, if you're going to spend your money on it is even more important probably. But safety in this country, in our own personal lives, in, in our relationships is such a hot topic. Yes. And it is such a manipulated situation often because people are afraid. So when people are afraid or they're, they're, they're set up into a place of frenzy or fear or oh no or what if, whether they're worried about germs or pollutants or vaccinations or nuclear bombs or whatever they're afraid of, the, the political systems that manipulate us that control us can take advantage of those 
to try to steer us into various uh, pens and categories and uh, commitments and behaviors that, you know, maybe aren't the best for us. I, I hear what you're saying, Margie, because there are times that we have this God-given fear of respect, of knowing what's hot, teaching our children, mm-hmm. know that's hot, that's mm-hmm. dangerous. Yeah. No, don't go there. You don't want to fall in that pit. Yeah. And so that's just good God sense mm-hmm. of, of wisdom. Mm-hmm. The thing is, is that I in my life sometimes made decisions, even in my business, where I would get fearful of, Oh no, what if I don't have this person that I need or this right. assistant or what if I don't have right. and I would hire out of fear. We do and, a lot of things out of fear. And that was not a good choice almost every time. It was pausing and saying not stepping back from the situation and even mm-hmm. if I had to wait a week or two or a month for the correct the right person mm-hmm. for that position. Yeah. I was so and I got to the point I am no longer making those decisions under fear. Well, you know, a lot of times when people become parents, that is a a life, especially the first child. life changing. Life shattering, (laughs) changing. And a lot of them, I think a lot of fear comes with that. Fear of uh, it's your responsibility, fear of the burden of, you know, taking care of them. If you're going to do it right. Yeah, do it right. But, and so, and, and, but fear uh, debilitates us really on any level, as you kind of alluded to there fear internally and and so on a biological level for example and when your child is afraid and let's just go with children for a minute um and you can apply that to yourself because you were a child at one point in time sure so biologically there's a there's a physical change in the body when we're in a place of danger or we suspect danger or we uh perceive there to be a danger we we be, there's an over the body automatically there's an over secretion of the adrenaline the, the hormones the stress hormones the cortisol the fight and flight mechanisms and so this begins to push the body in in an accelerated fashion to take care of itself and certain things happen in the body to protect us and what happens if that fear never is resolved then the body stays in that very hyper vigilant uh, uh, attack mode and that then moves over into an emotional right. level. It'll either be, it'll either be a fight mm-hmm. or a flight or freeze. I sometimes say to people paralyzed right. and they don't know what to do. And that just happened recently. I'm usually the one who will jump right into it. Like mm-hmm. what needs to be done. And recently um, I was standing with my daughter at the stove right near it. And there was this big pot. She was making pasta for the kids and all of a sudden, it was coming up and going to go over. And normally, I would have went for it. Mm-hmm. But she went for it. And I stepped back for some reason, I guess, to get out of the way. Mm-hmm. And she just had had some counseling in that area. And she said, Mom, did you see that? There's the fight, the flight, and the freeze. Uh-huh. I went into the fight, and you were going to flight. <laughs> <laughs> or freeze, right? Never. And sometimes we freeze. We don't even know what right. to do to help that person. Well, you know, and here's the thing. I think that's part of the problem. If it's a child that's in crisis, uh, whether it's a sickness or a situation at school, maybe that, you know, whatever it is, or, or a pasta, boiling pot, whatever <laughs> it is, you know, we feel more comforted if we have some sense of what to do. And so I would say the very first thing that we can do for people of, faith and people of God is to trust and know that the Lord is with you. The Lord's right there and he's got it and he's got wisdom for us. And so put, putting all the pressure on ourselves to come up with a solution uh, comes 
uh, another stress. It becomes another part of the actual problem instead of the solution when you put the pressure on yourself to be responsible, figure it out, make sure you make the right choices, whether it's a medical situation, you got to make sure you get the right doctor, the right this, the right that. You know, it, it take go back to the Lord and say, peace. He says, in the world you'll have tribulation. He says, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. But going back to a child who's afraid, and these are some of the symptoms I think you can help us with. Um, we have all kinds of problems and behaviors that manifest that you can look at, that symptoms you can see when a child is afraid. They're going to be anxious. They're going to be crabby. They're going to be colicky. They're going to be irritated. They're going to be resistant. They're going to be, uh, you know, they're going to be, they can be hyperactive or they can be very lethargic. They can strive, uh, you know, to try, you know, fuss and fret, whether it's a school paper that's due or a pressure to perform, you know, whether it's a game that they got to do or a dance recital or whatever. And then, of, of course, there's the kids that are under so much competition, um, the fear of being left out, fear of left, being left behind, separation, anxiety. So when there's these emotional evidences that your child is afraid, um, can you tell us a little bit, I know this is kind of, you know, on the, on the spot, but what is going on in their little body and what mm-hmm. kind of things you know, can calm them down. We'll go to the spiritual in a minute, but biologically, physically, um, what can be done to calm a child down? Because we have you here as the expert, and I can talk all day on the spiritual stuff, but what about, you know, is there essential oils? Is there, uh, what is it that can calm them down? Words, of course, and touch are very important, you know, and you not panicking as the parent, that's very important. Um, wisdom and giving them wisdom, but is there any things that come to your mind? Um, so many, Margie. Oh, good. It would take all day. <laughs> well, just give me a couple of top ones that come to your mind so we can give the, these guys something to work with. The first thing is it starts with us, each individual, and as parents, uh, whether you're a single parent or you're working together as parents. I know that when I'm around someone who's stressed and they're anxious and, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, we're having this dinner party and uh-huh. how are we going to get it all ready? And I just literally will take a deep <laughs> breath. And so I don't get pulled up in the drama yep. and our kids yeah. can pull us into drama. It's one mm-hmm. way they get attention. We can pull them into our drama. Mm-hmm. But the thing is in talking from what can we do? Um, I do feel the training's important, uh, even in our own, when we have the training and it is set in our brain and we have a plan. You don't have mm-hmm. to think about it so much. Yeah. And after a while, out of habit, you go right into the mode. You don't have to mm-hmm. go in the book and look it up, right? Right, exactly. So with that, um, it starts with us as parents, um, even as people in our friendships, our relationships. Mm-hmm. Take a deep breath or two and say a prayer. Lord, you Can know you what's listen? going on here. <laughs> Bring calmness and peacefulness mm-hmm. to the situation. Well, I think, just to interrupt you half a second, I think that's actually the very first thing. Take authority over what's going on. Exactly. Whether the, whether the child is bleeding or, or asthma attack or crying because they got picked on at school, you, under your breath or, or out loud, whatever you want to do, you just take a spiritual authority Amen. over the situation, and then that brings you into focus. And You're brings, focusing on what needs to be done instead exactly. of being distracted by freaking out yourself right because it's so easy to get drawn into the emotion of it especially when it's your child it's mm-hmm. a part of you mm-hmm. and you can immediately be angry at the other parent or the other child or terrified or afraid, terrified yeah. or whatever it might be Anxious. and you might not even have the whole story just because you do want to protect your child mm-hmm. and that and there's times that needs to be however when we put god in the center of it and mm-hmm. we say god 
please uh, let us not be pulled into the drama. Let us right. put you as the focus mm-hmm. and give me the wisdom mm-hmm. and give the people around me the wisdom and bring this peace immediately. You will see a change in the whole environment. Right. I agree. I, and it doesn't just, it, this doesn't just apply to children and parents. I mean, you can be at work and be in, involved in, uh, you know, caught up in a spirit of witchcraft or Jezebel or, or uh, maligning. Oh, stressful meeting. Yeah, exactly. And I think re- realizing that as believers, that is our first task. Jesus said, whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. And taking, and I think for, for a parent, um, it's important to kind of name what's going on so you can kind of get your hand or your mind or your, around what's going on. Like say, if it's, if it's an asthma attack, for example, I bind the spirit of fear or asthma or the, 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 the thing, the spirit that's causing my child to hyperventilate or can't breathe, suffocation, whatever you want to name them, name them by what you see them doing. And as I do and that, I grab the inhaler or whatever it is that I need. In my case, it would more than likely mm-hmm. be essential oils mm-hmm. and um, to help with their breathing unless they actually do have a medication that they need and you have handy um, with that. The next step is knowing what to do. And there is so much power in knowledge and wisdom. Mm-hmm. Well, the more experience you have, the better it goes. And right. it's not that big a deal. It's almost like a a doctor or a nurse at the ER, Mm -hmm. they know exactly what to do. They know what they need. They know. And so people say that I'm extra calm in traumatic situations because we, we know God's in control. Mm -hmm. We know the gifts he's given us and we have almost always the supplies. He, he provides what we need. Mm -hmm. So it happens whether I'm in a grocery store, I end up in these traffic accidents, whether it's with the kids, and there are natural remedies, Margie, that work mm-hmm. really well. Mm-hmm. And I'll just name a few just sure. as we are in this great big topic this right. morning. But the thing is, is that start with you yourself as a parent and learn. And you have Margie right here. You have her on Rescue Radio. You have LifeRecovery.com. You have the You're seminars. <laughs> <laughs> you've got the, the DVDs and the CDs and you've got these programs and archives. And the Bible Take and the Word of God. The number and the Holy one, Spirit. Yeah. yeah, the Holy Spirit and number one, the Bible. That is the Word of God. And what I have found in my own life, I just realized it even more yesterday when a friend was so helpful with assisting me and what needed to be done from helping me load my van to curl my hair to remaking the bed. It just, and she said to me, it's teamwork. We're in this as a team. Yeah. And I woke up this morning realizing it's, I've, I'm realizing more and more each day, each week, each month of my life, it's not all up to me. And we need God's help. No matter how perfect of Mm -hmm. a parent we are, no matter how many books we read, no matter how many psychologists we listen to, yes, we're going to make mistakes and we're human and every child is different. Mm -hmm. They each have their own little personality. Well, you know, you're, you're just hitting right up to this topic of we need one another and really what that is, is a demonstration of unity and love. And, you know, they're there for you. And what we really all need is love. And actually, love is the antidote for fear. And fear is the, the one that pushes on our safety. So when you have the antidote, which is to love one another, and to, then you won't feel abandoned and alone and stupid and, uh, you know, 
on your own, so to speak, but you know that there's someone else there who cares. And I know that's God, but God also represents himself to us through other people in the family, in the body of Christ. And I think when children are hugged, you know, so, they, so much can be done if you just simply take 10 seconds every day to just hug your little child, kiss them, hug them if they're little, you know, squeeze them, you know, assure them of your love. And when they get older and they can't be hugged and squeezed like that, or they push it away or they don't want it anymore, take 10 seconds to just look into their eyes, you know, do whatever it is you have to to encourage them, to prove to them that you're with them, you're you're you've got their back, you're with them, you love them. They're not alone, and when they're not alone, then the fear doesn't have the grip on them. And Margie, that starts right at home, and that's the number one thing to a child besides healthy touch mm-hmm. is probably before that even is time and it all goes together. And when we do, and even the scriptures tells us that we are to do everything in love. And number one, we are to love the Lord, our God with all our heart. Mm -hmm. Now, when, when we're single parents, it's a little tougher. I understand that I've lived through that. When we are parents together as a couple, the best, one of the best things you can do for those kids is love each other. Mm-hmm. When mom and dad are kind and they're respectful and they do hug and kiss, it, uh, as a child, it would warm my heart mm-hmm. when my dad was good to my mom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when he wasn't, you were scared that your little world was going to fall apart. And that's not where you want your children to live in that constant. And that's part of the safety for a child is the, not the, the they don't have to live in the bickering war zone between mother and father and the, the striving, the control. The, the it's just and and you know what it's going to do. The kid, the kid, the children are picking up the example of war and bitterness and strife and fighting and it's my turn and it's not fair and it's your fault and you did and, and whatever. And they're they're learning that by example. Mm-hmm. And the thing it's is, it's hard to unlearn those things. Very is, hard. The words actually get into the cell, the frequencies of the words, so that mm-hmm. the memories are there. And there's actually experts that are talking about this. Mm-hmm. A couple of weeks ago, I know you are as an expert, but out in the world, Dr. Phil interviewed a doctor who they talked about what it does to the brain of hearing these negative words and these negative things that kids are being exposed to. And it actually changes. Even mm-hmm. they can take a picture of the brain and it changes the shape of the brain, but how these cells and Dr. Phil actually called it a curse wow. for the first time ever of people who have followed him through the years. Uh-huh. He called it a curse. It is, a And curse. Uh, I am going to listen to that program. I had a friend call me about it because we need to know this for our children, for our grandchildren. So we're speaking to grandparents here. Well, you're getting down into the nanotechnology of vibrations and frequencies, and they've already proven this. When you speak or sing or over water, bodies of water uh, or crystals of water, they actually t- change their shapes, and they become more beautiful and congruent as happy, holy, healthy things are spoken or sung over them. But when there's discord, these these water crystals form jagged, messed up water molecules, whatever. Formations. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if the water is sensitive, the children are sensitive because we're made of water anyway. But, you know, going back to the, the speaking, um, it says, you know, raise up a child in the way that he should go. And when he's old, he will not depart from it. So our much of our raising goes into our words, our words, 
our actions, our, our uh, instructions to them. And in, in actually in that uh, amplified version of that scripture, it says, raise them up according to their um, gifts and talents, uh, not necessarily the way you want them to, to go or turn out. You raise them up according to what you see God has placed in them. And then that becomes the, um, the, the uh, let's see here. Um, well, as you're looking yeah, at that, Margie, yeah. I would like to mention, I'd really like to speak to the young parents right now, whether single, mom, or dad. Mm-hmm. Because I see a lot of selfishness. Yeah. It's about your schedule. Yeah. It's about, true. well, that won't work for me. And it's about, I but don't have time. <laughs> I wanted to go shopping. And um, I tell you what, God has given you the greatest gift other than salvation are your children. That's right. And it is, and now your life is not your own. It never was, just mm-hmm. so you know. We all, we all mm-hmm. affect each other. And everything we do, every decision we make affects the people around us, especially your family. And it's time for, and maybe you had children before you were planning. Maybe you don't really feel up to the task. Yes, you're overburdened, but I, I am saying this in love, but in firmness, you have got to put those children right up there. First is God and second is your family. And guess what? Mm -hmm. If you don't have money to get your nails done or go get a tan or get your hair colored because your child needs good food or you need to spend time with them, it is so much more important than buying another game to sit down and have a family meal and so much can happen in that relationship. And you and I were talking about that this Mm -hmm. morning, Margie, Mm -hmm. when a child feels that they belong, they need to come home to a a safe home. Right. Then they will come home. Yeah. Right. But at great, they, they need to come home and there are little things we don't realize we do Margie that the kids remember. This is something I didn't remember that I, that I did. Mm-hmm. I went back to visit the kids in Montana, growing mm-hmm. daughters, and I was staying at a friend's house. And, uh, yeah, let's, it's okay. I could make a dinner so the girls could come over. And so I was working on the dinner and everything, and I just ran downstairs to get ready. And um, I heard them come in the door. And they said, oh, you can tell mom's here. And there uh-huh. were fresh flowers on the table. Mm-hmm. And there was, I had a bowl of popcorn. That was one thing we most always had was popcorn. Mm-hmm. My mom had taught me that. It's a great filler. It's healthy. Mm-hmm. And, and I said, uh, what did you mean by that? And they go, well, mom, you always had fresh flowers on the table. Mm-hmm. And you always had popcorn. And I think I had a dish of snacks or something there. You know, like they'd come home and there would be mm-hmm. fresh fruit. And then we'd bake smoothies. And, and food is so important, Margie. It is. It doesn't even compare in the spiritual world, but on a human level, what do we do at our social gatherings? What do we do with business deals? A lot of times we do it over dinner. The most important negotiations you will ever have is with a family over a dinner table and the talk time. The next part of that is the touch. Mm-hmm. Our kids aren't being touched healthy. Mm-hmm. Not yet. School teachers aren't allowed to hug them. Right. And it gets to the point that when you go to touch a child on the shoulder just to say, how are you doing? Even if you know them, sometimes they pull away mm-hmm. because their counselors are saying to them, you know, you tell people, don't touch me. When, when you are touched mm-hmm. in a healthy way, your immune system increases. The endorphins in the brain go up. 
people live longer. They're not as sick. It is so important. But see, isn't that an undermining of our society in every way that now they're even causing us to be afraid or uh, paranoid about touching or holding or, you know, or that parents shouldn't be kissing their kids. Yeah. It's like they're the, the whole society is shifted over to fear and darkness pretty much. And we are still living in that society. So you are going to have to make the choices of who you're going to listen to, whose reporter you're going to believe. Are you going to believe what God says uh, and, and, and be a brave person and, you know, continue to love and care for and, and, you know, be kind to your children. Or are you going to, you know, do this other thing where the enemy would have, it, ultimately they've done experiments where little baby monkeys that haven't been held uh, died, you know, yeah. uh, you know, that's so important. And, um, you know, so many times, you know, I was just thinking of a story that's uh, true. Uh, one of our, one of my nieces is a, a pediatrician, a neonatal doctor. And mm-hmm. um, she was telling me a story one time that uh, this, this premature baby had been born, very unlikely that the baby would live. And um, the mother just wanted to hold the baby. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the nurses were all in protocol and whatever. I don't know what that protocol actually is, but I would imagine I'm not saying this is what it was, but you'd imagine, well, you got to keep the baby in isolation and in the incubator and all these tubes and all this stuff hooking up to the child. And of course we don't understand this is already beginning to program a child. And she just gave the order as the attending physician. She says, no, let her hold her baby. And because, because, and I said, I, I had to compliment her. I said, you know, that was the best thing you could do because whether the baby lives or dies, that's the best thing that baby needed right then was the mother's right. touch and assurance that I'm loved, I'm here. Giving the baby a want to, a desire to live. And, mm-hmm. and so many times when a child falls off their bike or gets hit, you know, you can freak out or you can, you can hold them. And, and really, I think the body begins to heal just with the touch and your assurance it's going to be okay. Obviously, there's some things that are, you know, bad but when the child sees you freaking out or when the child can't get to you because you are their comfort that you are their their savior in every situation they don't know god yet so it's kind of a big responsibility you are god yeah right and so um don't give way to your own fear or allow that spirit of fear or anxiety in you to cause you to transfer that to them Yes, because it is so transferred. And you know how when you're around somebody who's really anxious or they're really stressed or really hyper, how it can affect you. Uh But the the test is that you keep your center in God and you keep the peace. Right. And then you can affect them just like when you're like, it's okay. We'll get it taken care of if mommy Mm -hmm. or daddy can take care of it. If not, we'll go to the doctor. Or the teacher. Or the teacher. (laughs) And if that, you know, and whoever that is Mm -hmm. trustworthy, they've got to learn trust by you being trustworthy because God is trustworthy. Well, they have to know that you are going to go to bat for them. And a lot of times, you know, children are maligned and bullied and whatnot at school. And the teachers come with a different report than your child is giving you. And not that your child couldn't possibly ever tell a lie, but (laughs) if they do and are telling a lie, then your first question is, well, why would they have to do that? Why would they believe that that's important to tell a lie? Why would they believe that's their safety as opposed to telling the truth? Because something underneath uh, their belief system is, is kitty wampus because they have, they think that telling a lie is going to protect them. Whereas you're, you're, to, you're training them to, to tell them that uh, it walking in the truth 
it brings freedom. That's so true, Margie. If I could go back to touch for just a moment mm-hmm. and how important it is. When my oldest grandson was born, Maddox, uh, he there was some issues with his breathing, but then there was some other serious issues that they didn't know for sure what was wrong. So he was in ICU uh-huh. in in the natal care and um and we know that that baby really needs touch right well god's so good luckily the uh director of that department i had interviewed her on the radio with my niece who was just an outstanding uh, ob nurse at mm-hmm. the hospital so she allowed for me to be in icu with him and i was able to pray over him mm-hmm. and to lightly just touch along his spine Mm-hmm. And then take my healthy gel with my mm-hmm. healthy homeopathics mm-hmm. and just gently, gently rub his little feet. Mm-hmm. To this day, now at nine years old, what is the first thing that he wants when he gets <laughs> tired? Grandma, will you rub my feet? Isn't and that I amazing? just, I sang that Jesus loved him and, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. talked with him. And it took about two or three days. They didn't know if it was viral or bacterial. And all of a sudden, boom. He was uh, out of ICU, and in a day or two, he was home, and um, mm. and that's why when someone is in the hospital, it's so important. Just yeah. give them a, and then the other ones, Grandma, can you rub my hands? Mm-hmm. You know, because we do these little massages that are good for their health, and we need to teach them mm-hmm. about healthy touch. Teach them about the it, remedies it really, for emergency. It really, I mean, it's nice to have the oil or the gel, but even just the physical touch, Jesus said, lay hands on the sick exactly, and they shall recover. And I think it's the vibrations. You're communicating, sending warmth, love, assurance. I'm with you. You're not alone at, to them, whether it's with an oil or not. And the oils, you know, have no magic anointing power. oil at that point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, that's right. And, and some, some oils, essential oils or remedies, uh, you know, have qualities in them right. that that's, that work with our vibrations, but it's really that first assurance of your warmth and presence. Yes, and I need to go back for a moment. The gel that I used was a, a non-scent gel, had no scent to it, mm-hmm. and actually at that point I just used homeopathics in it. We wouldn't want to use essential oils in a baby in a yeah. uh, extreme situation or in a prenatal. Uh, natal care, okay. or even in ICU. Um, I, I'm not, I'm not suggesting that some of those mm-hmm. oils came later because of the smell, we, you know, it might affect something. So at that point, everything that I did was clear. Mm-hmm. It had no mm-hmm. scent. And of course I just did it as a little massage. It wasn't made up right. to be a big deal. Mm-hmm. And so you can just do, as you're saying, the laying on of hands and, and singing and praying there is so much power in that. And in if you prayer. cannot touch mm-hmm. the body, you can just hold your hands over the body. Mm-hmm. And if you can't be with that person, yeah. the frequency and the power of words and, and prayer. prayer. <laughs> and so to this day, even on the phone, now I have three grandsons. Mm-hmm. And I, you know how you miss your grandkids if you're not around them for yeah, a while. Yeah. But during the day, I know I pray for them and I pray for my children. Pray for your children during pray the day. Specifically, right. Plead the blood of Christ over them. And but I will ask them because the middle one who is now six isn't real touchy feely kind of guy, you know, mm-hmm. and sometimes the way dads have to do, it's more basketball or soccer or mm-hmm. some activity. Mm-hmm. But I actually said to him on the phone when I talked to him last, I said, uh, Riley, you know, grandma, grandma prays for you during the day. And during the day, I just say, Riley, 
I love you. Mm-hmm. And I said, can you hear that, Riley? Can you feel it? And he said, sometimes, Grandma. Mm-hmm. And I just say, God, you be with them and you love mm-hmm. them and you protect them. Mm-hmm. Our sure. children need protection no matter how good a home they come from. Right. But the majority out there, Margie, the majority isn't that good of a home and isn't that safe of a place. And there are kids in such peril, even here in Minnesota, mm-hmm. in Montana, the foster mm-hmm. system is yeah. so overloaded right mm-hmm. now. They're looking from one home. They're looking for 3000, for 3000 parents. Uh, well, for 3000 children right now, they need Homes fosters, for, oh, really? parents. And so the system is so overloaded. So parents, you got to get your act together. You got to get off the drugs. You got to get off mm-hmm. the alcohol. You got to get out of the selfishness mm-hmm. and the pain. Obviously, you got yeah. you got to get your life together because it's not just your life. Now you have one, two, three more children. Do you want them to end up where you're at? Do you want mm-hmm. them to have to go through the pain? Mm-hmm. It's not just words. They're going to learn by your example. That is what is really well, this is the Big. picture of the crushing, uh, what Satan is doing to the human beings now, is he's absolutely just crushing, taking away all kinds of supports, whether it's love and peace or assurance. He's creating anxiety and pain. And so a lot of the adults have learned to medicate their pain when they were young, you know, through their own escapes and, and through games or through drugs or through relationships or through witchcraft gangs that sort of thing um so the thing is going you know keeping as your child grows keeping the connection the conversation the relationship and i i know sometimes oh no now i've got a teenager oh no well what does that mean that doesn't mean anything that that doesn't have to mean anything negative it can mean oh yay i've got somebody who i can now you know take to another level of understanding and relationship and teaching and um and so we don't curse them by calling them teenagers but recognizing that their challenges are a little different than you know obviously they're they're now preparing their minds to to take flight and go into the world and cross the bridge or leave home eventually and whatever that looks like and that's scary because they're being torn between being a child and being protected taken care of at home and i have to bridge that and go off and do all this stuff myself also teenagers and and you know tweens and whatever they are very, uh, very critical. They're very uh, discerning. They look at everything and they're, they're looking, looking for truth and they, and they find a lot of hypocrisy. And so what they do is they just kind of, you know, discard everything and they become, either check out or rebel or disrespect. Or, yeah. Right. Be, go ahead. Well, the thing is, is that in our technology world, sometimes we're getting after our kids for the very thing that we're doing. Uh-huh. And that happens a lot. And so if you're saying, why don't you get off that computer? You get off those video games, you, you know, getting yeah. after them. But mom, you're looking at your phone and dad at mealtime and yeah. you're not. And the thing is, is that, you know, one way that I know that I'm special is when somebody turns off their cell phone. Mm-hmm. I mean, and they don't keep checking it. Mm-hmm. Well, we just have that 15 minutes or maybe it's right. an hour yeah. or whatever it is that they're like, you know what? the rest of the world can wait yeah. and that you actually give your child More and your spouse the yeah. attention. So yeah. families turn off your cell phones, everybody, not just the kids during dinner, have that time. And where we were beginning at the beginning of the show, Margie, one of the most important things when we were talking about God's word and our time of learning is I used to think I didn't have time to take a whole hour for my devotions or prayer. Mm-hmm. 
And as the more I've grown and the more I realize, the more time that I take with God, the better my day goes, the more time that I have, things get done faster. The more that I take that peaceful, quiet time Mm -hmm. and praise him and thank him. And it's not all my petitions about what I want. It's learning, actually saying it in faith. Mm -hmm. And so it's just like when we think we don't have time to work out or we don't think we have time for a walk. We're more tired. We're more depressed. We're more irritable. Mm-hmm. We actually eat more because we got to have something for energy mm-hmm. or because we're like, what do I do with myself? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so the thing yeah. is, is that it takes a plan mm-hmm. and it takes having that rhythm and that playtime is so you have time to play with your kids. I know when money was tight for us, um, the main thing we would do is go to the park We'd and balls. We love balls like basketball <laughs> and kickball. And, and also, um, what do you call it when you have the, I forget. Ba- baseball? Yeah. <laughs> all, all, all kinds of balls <laughs> and things like that. But also where you play these games at the park. Mm-hmm. What a great example. Um, if you do have pets, you know, and you can take the dog with, that is so good for kids to have pets and have responsibility to care for them Mm -hmm. and do that. But the thing is, you'll learn so much about your child Mm -hmm. and they'll learn about you in playing. And guess what, dad, you don't always have to win and you don't always have to show them up. You actually want to support and teach teach them them. how good sportsmanship, if you will, how to lose. Well, (laughs) gracefully. Um, And yeah, and that's true. And I think going back just to comment on the cell phones and the, when it's so disrespectful to, to you're giving a message, you're sending that message of whoever's on the phone or this Facebook piece is more important than you sitting in my presence right now. And I, I and I know we're all tempted to do the urgent and the immediate instead of the importance. That's always the battle between the urgent or the immediate, uh, the squeaky wheel that gets the grease, whatever, as opposed to the important. And when they're not feeling important there's an unsettling there's an open door for fear there's a lack of security that's being kind of seeping in uh constant reassurance that you're there that god is with you and you know what in the coming days i really believe that absolutely teaching the children to memorize the word of god and to pray and i'm kind of struck in a good way with how many of these little ones are mm-hmm. actually very curious about the things of God and they actually are. talking to God and actually having a little devotional life of their mm-hmm. own in, in the midst of adults that are acting like, I don't, I can't even tell you what most adults are acting like these days, but the children, God seems to be doing something mm-hmm. in their lives. that's actually calling them to a, a, a personal relationship with him that I see as very interesting, a divine move that's kind of under their the prayer. radar. Their yeah. prayers are so sweet. Yeah, yeah, I know they really are. And can and you know, if if you're a parent and you can't resist it, how would God ever resist those prayers? I mean, He's a Father who pities His children. In Psalm one oh three, you know, He says here, He says, "As a father pities his children, so the Lord pities those who fear Him, for He knows our frame. He remembers that we are dust. He knows that we are like grass. He knows He's got to take care of us. He knows um, that it's important." The mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him and his righteousness to children's children, to such as keep his covenant and to those who remember his commandments to do them. This is so important that, it's, that we don't do God's commandments to keep him happy. We do God's commandments to keep the devil off our back because we love him because we, yeah, he says he loves me. Jesus said, if you love me, 
keep my commandments and his commandment is to love one another and forgive one another. How hard is that? How that's God, that God says, love God says, forgive. Uh, that's the commandment. And, and when we keep his commandments, then God can respond to the devil and say, no, she is mine. She is obedient to my word. She is not coming into an agreement with you. And so the enemy, cause he's coming to accuse God saying, look, they belong to me. They're disobeying. They're being confused. They're double-minded. They're half-hearted. They're really not serving you. They're just serving you for what they can get. And, and so God has to come back with a response to the enemy. And, and if he looks at you and says, you're devoted, you're doing your prayers, you're loving your children, you're walking in peace, then God's going to say to the devil, shut up, back off, <laughs> leave them alone. They're mine. <laughs> you know, Margie, God's good all of the time. Even when we don't get our way, even when yeah. our prayers aren't answered the way we think right. they should be. God is good all the time, and he knows the bigger picture. He knows what's happening, and we must trust him. We must love him through everything, through thick and thin, and that is the best thing that we can do for our children. Amen. You know, that, that, that's true. A lot of times we don't get the things answered the way we want them. And as I've gotten older in the Lord, I've realized the verse that God says that all things work together for good. To those who love God and are called according to his purpose, all things, Romans 8, 28. So if that is God's word, here's my, my logic on that. If God cannot lie, if God tells one little lie, he's a liar completely. And so God cannot lie. He says all things work together for good. And we know that both God and Satan, Jesus said, I will never leave you or forsake you. So he's right there all the time. And, and both God and Satan are working in the same place at the same time to do the opposite thing. Uh, whether Satan is working through his demons because he's not omnipresent, but God through his Holy Spirit is with us all the time. So when something does not look right or you don't get that promotion right away or, you know, you don't get that parking spot or you get five minutes late going off to work, whereas God has another plan and, and you don't know that plan, but maybe as it unfolds, you'll find it, oh, it was really good. I was five minutes late today because look at what happened up the road, you know, just accidents, exactly. five minutes. Or, or, you know, yeah, I didn't get that job because, oh, God knew that this other thing was going to happen and it was going to be way better. And so you, you sometimes we pray so specifically for something, but that might not be the wisest thing. I think the best thing to do in the book of Esther when she was going before the king and, you know, they all had a, had their tryouts before the king who was going to get to be his wife, how scary as that you know you've got a lot of competition it's a beauty pageant you know par excellence I mean you, so so she, you know I suppose she had to figure out what she's going to wear that night and all her jewels and her perfume oh there but was she, months in that Margie I know and, and they bathed in oils and for years actually year, the it? essential oils were for six months every day bathing her and putting and putting the oils on her for six wow months and they that was like gold back then flowers and herbs and spices the Ooh. oils were they were the so they took bath and flowers kind of like well, well that or just whether they put it on them <laughs> no, know, and they just... put it you know the actual oils from can from you my imagine taking a bath in dandelions <laughs> <laughs> well, i'm well. sure it would be probably point, roses and that new book that's out is called the essence of jesus that i mentioned on the last program well well you know the thing is back to Esther for a second when she you know could have picked and had her pick up all the jewels all the garments all the perfumes she let her guy the guy who was her uh like her holy spirit guy the one who was you know getting her ready preparing her she let him pick because she figured 
And he guy, knows the king's preferences more than I do. What if I wear Midnight in Paris and he hates that smell? <laughs> oh, that's good, Margie. Isn't it true that Esther was a slave girl? Yeah, she was a Hebrew. She was a Hebrew, and so she was, yeah, she of the, became a queen. the downtrodden peoples. And, you know, I don't know how her identity was concealed or whatever, but actually she was moved in a position by God to become the, the deliverer, the liberator, because she went to the king. So I, I love reading about these things in the scriptures because, not things, but the stories, the mm-hmm. real life stories, mm-hmm. because, you know, when God can take this girl who was considered a slave girl, a Hebrew, that should have never been in the presence of, of the king, and now God has a plan and she is the queen. I know. Even when we've made a mess of our lives, even when we've yeah. allowed Satan to trick us, God can make good well, of that. And there are jewels and diamonds. And you can share this with your kids when you get in mm-hmm. a communication level with them that whether it's through fun or whatever, that they trust you enough to listen to you mm-hmm. as teenagers and spending that time right. with them. So mm-hmm. when you get off... You see, the technology mesmerizes us, and it's an addiction. Mm -hmm. But when we get away from those screens and we get out and you get outside and you're playing or you go do something fun, you feel alive, like your brain comes alive, and you actually can laugh. You can feel like, man, I haven't laughed for days, you know, for some people. So it's so important for spiritually, for our health, physically, mentally, emotionally, and our relationships. We're made for relationships, and that is an important part of health and life and love. Doing it all in love, whether you're making the meal and praying over it, it actually changes the frequency. That's cool. Well, you know, back to what you said, they know that they can trust us. Well, you're building, uh, that's the fruit. That's the desired end of spending all this time and being consistent and not being a hypocrite and not lying and doing, you know, what you're telling them to do instead of telling them to how do you treat you. others because, and how you, talk because if about they others. know that they can trust you, just like we know that we can trust God, then they're not going to be skeptical and disobedient and they're going to follow, you know, maybe they have to try it out for themselves. Maybe they go off sure. and get tricked or try something but I think people don't deliberately want to be tricked. I think the devil just takes advantage of any time that there's an opening where there's confusion or double-mindedness. The devil comes in with uh, the options, the sin, the temptations. But, you know, your child, train up a child. When they're old, they will not depart from it. So during that interim, they might have to learn it for themselves or learn it the hard way, which we hope they don't. And that's part of our goal as a parent, too, is so they don't have to learn it the hard way. You know what? You can't learn everything the hard way and survive life. That's you're true. just going to have to learn that you don't jump off of a 40-foot cliff. I mean, you're just going to have to take it on face value. And what somebody else said and what was written in a book or the, the statistics, you just don't have to learn everything the hard way. But a lot of these obstinate children or children who are tormented or troubled with demons, um, they, they, there's a barrier to their being able to trust and receive instruction, mm-hmm. receive love because of Even the in little fear. kids. Exactly. And so you say, you kind of flippantly say, well, they're just going to have to learn it the hard way. Well, you know, mm-hmm. you just curse them. You don't have to say those things. They don't have to learn it the hard way. I'm glad I didn't have to learn everything I know the hard way. <laughs> and I'm glad I didn't <laughs> have to learn it here. all myself. <laughs> I'm glad there was research. There's other people who went before me. There's other people who dug it out. I don't have time to learn everything I know. Okay. And some of this stuff, you just have to trust other people did it. And it's correct. And of course, the Bible is the only place where you can actually really 
you know, trust that it's accurate. And sometimes when we're just playing with it, whether it's alcohol or drugs or sex or gambling, we don't realize that that hook's going to get in there and that it's going to now what we Mm -hmm. thought was our rebellious freedom now is our actual addiction, our chains around us. But God can set us free of that. And as parents and grandparents, more than talking about, I mean, yes, it's good to talk if you have a good friend or counselor. But the most important thing you can do is talk to God about it. And when you get that pit in your stomach, <clears throat> when you're worried about your daughter or your son or your grandchildren, you can see they're depressed. There's a mm-hmm. lot of depressed kids right now. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of children, even under the age of five, who are on psychotic drugs. Mm-hmm. The main thing you can do besides being knowledgeable and sharing it with your children, even though the parents may rebel at you, it still needs to be put in front of them so they can read about it is take it to God because when you have that pit in your stomach that you might get a call because mm-hmm. of one of your children or grandchildren, what I'm learning to do is taking it directly to God. God, mm-hmm. you have them in your hands. God, you are in control. Yeah. You are the protector. Lift them up right now. Yes. Keep them safe. That's your test of faith. Isn't and it? that's the best thing we can do. It's the most powerful yeah, don't, don't grow know if weary. I say yeah. weapon, mm-hmm. but against darkness, the weapon. But the most powerful mm-hmm. thing that we can do is pray for each other, pray for our children and our grandchildren. Margie, we have some seminars coming up that oh, people yeah. might be interested in. Yeah, I guess we do. Uh, <laughs> well, the first one on the calendar is actually you can go to Eventbrite on Life Recovery, and we're going to be doing that together, uh, is in Dayton, Minnesota, at the Senior Citizen Center, and that's going to be Saturday. Uh, October 22nd. It, it is. It's yeah, from it's, 10 to 3. Mm-hmm, Bring yeah. your own lunch. You can, yeah, you can eat right there and we'll have some coffee, water, stuff like that probably. But you can go ahead and just bring your snacks. Everything's free. Uh, we're gonna, even free, a free no will offering. <laughs> <laughs> Except the, the materials and the, and the stuff, you know, that you're going to be bringing, of course, isn't free. But I'm saying the parking is free. The seminar registration is free. Um, you're free. Come and learn. Bring your friends, bring your family, bring your parents, your grandparents, bring your children, your grand. Well, we don't know how to need them too young, I guess. But you know what? Kids are learning. Some of the kids, a lot of the kids are actually leading the way for their parents. You know what we were talking about? Well, wait, we got to tell them what we're going to be talking about. Yes. (laughs) Triggered me. Uh, We're going to be talking about winning your case in the court of heaven. And that's a pretty hot topic these days about how to get your prayers answered. You talked a little bit earlier about just a few seconds ago, actually, about praying, praying, praying. And the the thing is, some people say, well, I I can't pray anymore. I've tried it. It doesn't work. I'm so frustrated with praying. Uh, God doesn't hear me. God doesn't answer. Uh, And so this is kind of what we're going to be addressing is actually getting answers to your prayers and and what are the what's the how does that work what's the technical spiritual what's the behind the scenes what do we have to understand in taking our case or presenting our case before the court of heaven and um that's powerful yeah it it really is because actually out of that comes a lot of answers to prayer yeah and when you use the word of god against like for example you say god you said you said you know train up a child in the way that he should go and when he's old he'll not depart well lord i trained him up by the grace of God, with your instruction, with your Holy Spirit. And now they're going through this floundering period. But I know what you said, that they will not depart from what they learned. And so this is kind of like, but a lot of them, Satan is trying to kill them off before they get to that part where they come back to the revelation. It's such a war on their soul. It is war all around everywhere you look. (laughs) And that day, Margie, we will be giving them winning solutions. 
for their children and their grandchildren, for themselves, Mm -hmm. of what to do on unreal life situations. This temporary human life that Mm -hmm. we have, Mm -hmm. we might as well make the best of it and get it once. So we're going to have solutions for you, whether you you take it home with you or you take the recipe home with you. Or you go home and make it. And that'll mm-hmm. be my my portion of that day mm-hmm. is winning solutions for, oh, cool. for the children, for the grandchildren, for you. You got to start with you yeah. because you got to believe in it. You got to know that it works. Mm-hmm. And there's no better documentation than experiencing it for yourself. So then on the 29th, right before Halloween. Okay, so now switch your brain a little bit here. This is a second piece of information. Don't get them mixed up. And we invite you to come to both of them. Yeah. But the one is going to be in North Metro. That's Dayton, you know, Northwest Metro kind of. And then the second one is down south, South Victoria. Metro in Victoria. And so go ahead, Karen. Well, this will be, this event will be at the Blessing House, which is right outside of Victoria. Mm-hmm. And it is on the 29th, same time, 10 until 3. Bring your own lunch and uh, free, as Margie says, all the way to free will offering. And there again, we're going to be talking about bewitched. Mm-hmm. Are you coming under the influence of the lie? Yeah. Yeah. What, yeah. What influences, what is influencing you yes. in your faith from, for, we'll be talking, I'll be talking out of Galatians. What is Paul says, Oh, foolish Galatians who has bewitched you. Mm. And so I'll be talking about the counterfeit influences of the counterfeit gospels and, and, and that sort of thing and how that has led into witchcraft and all of the, the the power taking power into our own hands and what goes on there. So it won't be uh, it, it will be very informative. It yes, will be it will. very uh, appropriate for the day for the weekend. <laughs> for the actually. weekend and how we are deceived by marketing even yeah. in the natural world, mm-hmm. uh, even there. And so we really need to be aware. And so that's where I'm going to be talking from, from food uh-huh. and from uh, yep. nutrition for the Trick. body, the mm-hmm. mind and the soul. Have you been tricked? Mm-hmm. Have you been tricked into thinking you got to be skinny? Have you been tricked <laughs> into that this is actually good for you? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like when you read devotions with Oswald Chambers, there are times uh, he will say, do you do this as a Christian? And I'm thinking, yes, I do that. And he'll say, that is the worst thing you can do as a Christian. It just totally t- changes my thinking around. Mm-hmm. But we're going to give you we're going to give you actual answers and solutions for knowing to be able. The Holy Spirit mm-hmm. can bring it to you immediately of what is truth mm-hmm. and what is not, and how to do this, how to find your way mm-hmm. and not be deceived in this world. And so that is going to be on the 29th, the weekend of Halloween. Of course, Halloween is Monday. I believe that 31st, yes, first. is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but again, you know, um, many times people say, well, it's a weekend, it's six hours, it's this, it's that. Well, the thing is priorities. What, what are the priorities and what would you, we're, we're here to help you. If you, you know, we're here to help you. It's nice when we can help a bunch of you at the same time. It is because that becomes of the more, time and energy. Yeah. It, it, and you know, it's, it, sometimes we record them. Sometimes the recordings are not available. Uh, as quickly as we want, or sometimes we they're just put in other formats. But we also would encourage you to go to uh, Love for Herbs with the number for Love for Herbs. Uh, that's Karen's website at 
dot com. Yes. Thank you to Des. We have a love the number four herbs dot com. And you know, you are so available to people. It's just amazing how you spend so much time on the phone just caring about them, answering their questions. I mean, it's like, you know, you really are available for the people. And you'll be doing here now that you're up here. Yes. Doing some consults uh, you know people come to you make an appointment just like they do with me for counseling you do consults I do a counseling to get specific about their for me it would be the generational lines and what's really going on in your specific life for you it's the same thing only you have access to some technology that can help them understand what's going on in their bodies and then prepare kind of a a, a, a what do you call a report a report and and some remedies yeah yes and their nutrients yeah. So we do that, Margie. The other thing is if they go to liferecovery.com, mm-hmm. the things that, that you have available for oh, them yeah. is the radio show, Rescue mm-hmm. Radio. You have the archive shows there. Yeah. You have your materials for sale. Um, we're going to be getting to get more information on your health page. Yeah. And yeah. you have your life recovery. Uh, it's actually liferecovery.myn.com. SP.com and the button's right there. Des has it for you to click on Mm -hmm. that you can go and actually get real ingredients that really work, you know, that is, that's the real deal. Well, you know, one of the things about vitamins is it it can be time consuming to go through all the health stores and all the vitamin opportunities out there and where to get them and what's the best and what's this and what's that. And I think that can be kind of an obstacle for a lot of people or they just grab them off the shelf at some you know, pharmacy or some, you know, Walmart or something. And, and, but you know what, if you're going to take the time and put in the money, you might as well get something that's real in the bottle. I mean, anybody can throw a gel cap (laughs) in a bottle and put something with it. I don't know what, but you know, and and so I think that's kind of a, 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 an obstacle. Where do you start with that? And we kind of talked about that last week, but um, you know, when you find a good person, you know, I like, it's like this when we were looking for insurance companies for auto mm-hmm. insurance and stuff, and they're all about the same. They all claim this. They all claim that they all say they can do this that, and save you money, but they're so competitive. Really what you need to find is a good agent. Mm-hmm. You need to find a guy that tells the truth. And that's why we stuck with our, our the agent with the agency that we um, have is because the guy is an honest man. He's a man who loves God. And the same with you when you, when you're looking for a good vitamin company distributor distributor or, or outlet or whatever, find the person who tells the truth and then take their advice. You know, as simple as that. It can save a lot of time in Margie because, yeah. uh, you know, my family's been in this since I was nine years old. Yeah. And so uh, we have tried thousands and having been a distributor in a warehouse, thousands oh. of companies. Yeah. Yeah. And so we've gone through what's good, what isn't, what works, what doesn't. Yeah. And there's so much that is referred to as all natural and organic out there that isn't. Yeah, the words are being manipulated. You just want to find someone Mm -hmm. who has uh, already made the mistakes and already paid the price to find out how to get the best at cost so you can save money and invest in your family. And so words come out of people. Words aren't, you know, dogs don't speak words. uh, You know, uh, words come out of people and words come out of people's hearts. What the heart is full of the mouth speaks. And so if you find a person with a good heart, with a right heart, with, and then with the background that you have with the information, the education, that, you know, the school of hard knocks you've been through there, very, very few. <laughs> I think I have a degree in that school. <laughs> yeah, right. A PhD, actually. I survived the school of hard knocks. But, you know, you find someone that 
it has your best interest and really cares and loves you. I don't think I know anybody more qualified for that than you, Karen, because you're just so sweet. And it's almost like you give to the point of almost your own, you know, health. (laughs) So people, we're just, you know, I'm just saying find people, sources, information that you can trust. And that goes along with the word of God as well, because it is only God who's going to get us through these very troubled times. And you know what? We all know this. You know, I'm not telling you something your spirit doesn't really been trying to tell you. And you can't live in a la-la land right now. You can't say, oh, you know, that's just doomsday. That's just whatever. You are in a real world. You have real children. And there's going to be a real required, you know, giving account of your life someday. And you're not going to be able to get through it with your protector demons and pretender demons and and your lies and half-truths and, you know, escaping. And you might as well get in and get involved and live your life. Get engaged mm-hmm. in, in, in your real life and stop living the fantasy worlds and the uh, foolishness and just take advantage of the fact that you're a human being with a body designed, designated by God, appointed, appropriated to live on the earth. A powerful life. And that you, because, because we've been given these human bodies and this human life, we also have a, a destiny that God has prepared for us from the foundation of the world. And it's something you, you can throw it away or you can, you can thrive, you can thrive, thrive or, you can su- or survive or not. Yeah. Thrive or survive or survive. Which would you rather do? Jesus says, I've come that you might have life and life more abundantly. He didn't come that you might have a life that you can throw away or that you can barely get through and scratch by. Mm-hmm. It's so true, Margie, you know, the way God loves us and we're learning all the time of his unending love. That's how we love people. And we, we just, we just want to send love to all of you out there Amen. and his grace. I mean, there's times, yes, I can get a little down or critical or judgmental, especially on myself at times. And then I realize the grace that God, the mercy he's given us. And that's what we are to give to one another and to help each other. And yeah. I know of no better feeling than one sharing God's love and to helping you to feel well and mm-hmm. feel better. And I'm, I'm just the, I'm just the guide. I'm the information as far as right. the, I'm the guide on the trail. You get to make the choices. Well, you know, it's up to you. I'm wondering if maybe we should, um, I haven't even asked you about this yet, okay. <laughs> uh, but maybe we should do another show or two on, on the specifics of, you know, like going in actual, like, what do you do for this? What would you recommend for that? I'd love to. Uh, not that you can recommend things, but what would you do for you? Oh, I can you? tell you what I would do and what yeah. I do do mm-hmm. for yeah. me and my friends. So maybe what we can do is another part to this. And great. so with that, we're going to kind of sign off right now because we love you guys and we got to help you by getting off this radio show and <laughs> go answer our phones. At home. We try not to listen oh, to answer. We should, we should give our phones. Oh, yeah. Well, you can give your phone number and okay. I'll give my office number. Go ahead. All right. Well, you can call me or text. Text is really fast these days for those of you that, yes, for those of you that do text, it is 406-70-3941, 406-570-3941, or you can email at love, the number four herbs at AOL.com. And I am very happy to help you or go to love, the number four herbs.com. And we can talk about it and make a plan. 
Well, I'll confess I'm notorious when it comes to emails, and I don't really even read them much. I don't do much with any of that. So don't try to email me and expect an answer very soon. But we do have a wonderful number that you can call that we answer sometimes. And we always answer, but not maybe when you're calling. And that would be our office, excuse me, 763-785-4234. And this is to set up appointments. Um, Texting is also great on that number, 763-785-4234. Four two three four, and if you you um, let us know what you need uh, through that resource, then we will get back to you um, with other options and things. But go ahead and use those numbers, and let's pray. Father God, we thank you for this very beautiful day that you've made, and we are declaring that your will be done, O God, in and through us. And Lord God, I pray for the precious children, not only those who have parents who care and love about love them and want them to do well, but the children who are abandoned cast off, lost, and wandering. Father God, that somehow you had laid upon the hearts of people who could take them in, people who could adopt them, people who could pray for them, people who could surround them, scoop them up in their arms and love them, Lord God, that you laid upon their hearts to, to get involved. Lord God, our lives are not here to be lived just unto ourselves, Father God, and forgive us for the times that we make it all about us and our, our schedules and our lives and our time and our, our whatever. And Lord God, cause us to be more open and willing to share, to love, to open our arms, our hearts to those who need us. And even as we drive past, Lord God, little places where children are, whether it's a playground or a a cafeteria or see them in the street or riding their bikes, Lord, let us pray for them. Put it upon our hearts to just whisper a prayer quickly for that little one who might be struggling in a way we have no idea. And Lord, I pray that you'd even give us an idea of what it is that we're praying for so that we can be connected by your Holy Spirit. Lord, it's time for you, Father God, and for, for you know, your game, up your game in, in giving us um, the con- confidence, the peace, the, the gifts of your Holy Spirit. We're asking for them, Lord God, discernment, knowledge, wisdom, revelation, healing, miracles, and faith. Father, we're asking for them for your glory and for your kingdom to come in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I have an emergency. What is your location? 